Hello and welcome to episode five of Louis P Nutrition Radio or the Louis P Nutrition Podcast. I'm not quite sure or settled on a name yet, so we'll just roll with both for now. I hope you're well and enjoying the episodes and you found them useful so far. Today's episode, we are going to talk about how to calculate your calories quickly to maintain or lose weight, as I know those are probably the main two focuses. I do have a separate episode planned for gaining weight, in particular gaining muscle, and which I'll cover aspects of training and macronutrient splits and supplements potentially, and that'll be further down the line. If you do have any like uh, urgent questions, probably the word, the right word, uh, urgent questions in regards to muscle gain, then just drop me a DM on Instagram and I'll answer it there. But I want to cover a lot more because I feel that introducing that now um, will bring a lot of new concepts to people. And I feel like there's a lot of things that are more important to cover right now and that people will find more useful. So we'll begin so usually when you calculate your calories and how many you'll need, there are a range of equations to pick from, such as the Harris-Benedict, Mifflin, Cunningham, and these will require certain bits of data about you, such as your age, weight, height, gender, or body fat level. The ones that require body fat level, we discussed in the last episode of how the, uh, the potential flaws with calculating body fat level or the or estimating it and using different equations gives you vastly different results in some cases so i've seen a case of using the same person same age same height same body fat percentage and it coming out with a big difference of like 650 calories either way which in some instances will lead to a big gain or a big loss for that individual compared to maintaining weight which is what they were aiming for so at the end of the day these are all guesstimates then we also need to take into account that these estimate your bmr which we spoke about on the previous episode of basically the energy you need to keep the lights on and obviously we all do a little bit more than keep the lights on each day some of us do a lot more than that and that's where activity factors come in which have varying definitions and just overcomplicates things so a good method to do is to have your body weight in kilos and for men multiply that by 28 and for women multiply that by 26 and this is a good start point with all of these things there will be some personalization some adjustment that needs to go on and i would just say this is a good start point if you know that you're mainly like a desk worker you don't train or anything like that for men i would use an uh, 25 instead so instead of using 28 use 25 and for females instead of using 26 use 23 that might give you a better idea and this is to maintain weight for now and if you are more active in this, or if you have a very active job, plus you train a lot, then I'd probably start at somewhere like 31 for men and for women, 26. This is, again, just to reemphasize, a guesstimate, a ballpark. All of these equations would be a ballpark as well. And this one is just a simpler version of that. So take your body weight in kilos and for men, times it by 28 go up to 31 if you're really active maybe if you're really not active and you don't train go down to 25 
and for females take your body weight times by 26 if you're moderately active if you're not very active go down to 23 and if you're very active have a very active job on your feet and you're training quite a lot go up to 26 and that's a good place to start to maintain your body weight these will take some fine tuning i would recommend tracking your calories using um that data consistently plus your body weight and seeing how that changes over the course of maybe a month or two and adjusting as you need to to maintain however what a lot of people will be looking to do instead of just maintain as we talk, spoke about at the start of this episode we're going to look at losing weight so personal preference a lot of this and people will often say like how much of a deficit do i need and it is down to the individual and mainly that incorporates lots of factors such as your lifestyle your hunger levels your activity levels what your work life's like and how sociable you are all these things so if you go for a more aggressive approach this will be harder uh, hard to maintain should be eating a lot less you'll probably find that your moods are lower your activity levels will probably drop be less enjoyable your food variety has gone down and you'll probably feel hungry quite a lot which will affect your mood but you'll get quicker results so that means it's sort of a hard and fast approach to weight loss what we find is people who usually do these sorts of programs where you drop your calories really low this is something that we see in those sort of 12 week transformations and people don't necessarily embed the right habits to maintain those results so this is something that i'm really keen on a lot of good practitioners would be really keen on as well is helping you develop the habits to maintain these results and often a hard and aggressive approach doesn't allow the room for that so the other end of the spectrum would be a more conservative approach where you have less less of a deficit and this would be easier for a lot more people in their lifestyles allows a bit more flexibility especially around this time of year it might be uh, a lot more beneficial to have a more conservative approach to weight loss if you're looking to lose weight over christmas and the only downside to this is that result will be slower and we spoke about the difference in uh, all the potential things that can impact weight loss a few episodes ago and if you're losing weight quite slowly then it'll be harder to see those results and see that impact over time. It's easier to see a kilo a week weight loss across four weeks than it is to see a kilo when we know that weight can go up a kilo or so a day. So it, it can be a bit harder. Just to give you an estimate, so usually you'll hear the number 500 calorie deficit thrown around. So taking your maintenance, what it is to maintain your weight, taking 500 calories off that per day, that is a nice round number and i'm not saying nice as in you should go for that i'm just saying for calculations it's quite nice as one pound of fat is roughly 3500 uh, calories so across seven days that is a 500 calorie deficit so with a 500 calorie deficit an actual deficit then that would equal a pound a week of weight loss i say actual deficit there people often say well, I was eating in a deficit, but I didn't lose weight. Well, by def by definition, you wouldn't be in a deficit then because you're maintaining weight. If you're maintaining weight, then you're at maintenance and not in a deficit. So it might you might have been eating below your calculated maintenance, which is what I spoke about earlier about the fine adjustments that might might be needed for you to figure out where you need to be to maintain and lose weight. But we to be in an actual deficit you will lose weight because that energy needs to come from somewhere and that's usually body fat stores or where we want it 
do you need to diet every day? Not really, but I'd say it's probably best to have a similar approach each day. There are popular concepts at the moment that you might have heard of like the 5-2 or intermittent fasting where people don't eat for a day. And if this fits your lifestyle and preference, <coughs> pardon me, then this can be a useful approach. Sorry, just taking a quick drink there. And it can be useful, but what we don't want to do is have a feast and famine approach to it. So famine on the days off where you all you can't stop thinking about is food and you hate the fact that you're dieting that day. And then on other days you go haywire and potentially undo your deficit on those days. Lots of other things. Recovery can be impacted by this, such as your sleep and things like that. If you're really, really hungry, performance of your training, what we want to do is find an approach that suits you and your lifestyle. And that might not be what you want in regards to compositional changes. If you are looking for a hard, fast approach to weight loss, then there may be some negative side effects to this and your training might plummet, your recovery might be um, might be really poor and that puts you at an increased risk of potentially injury if you're training really hard, running yourself to the ground, getting sick. And we know at the moment, especially in the winter, then uh, there's lots of bugs going around. Your immune system is affected by dieting quite quickly. So all these things to consider. But for a moderate, uh, for a good number to start with, with regards to having a deficit from your maintenance, is like 25%. So taking a quarter of your calories, wherever that fits, maybe taking 500 calories if that works out well for you, or maybe having a more moderate approach of two to 300 calorie deficit and seeing how that feels each day. What we don't want is you to feel like you're on a diet necessarily. If you have got a short-term goal and you're like, right, I'm going to smash it till then, fantastic. But if this is a long-term sustainable approach that you want, maybe a more conservative and habit-based approach. So looking at potential good habits that we can include rather than stuff than going from one extreme to the other of going, I need to exercise seven days a week. Let's have a look at if you're not exercising at the moment, going, right, I'm going to go for a walk most days now. So we'll go for three days a week. I'll go for a short walk and I'll make sure that I'm drinking more water and I'm having two to three servings of vegetables per day at least. So all these sorts of things, little things that we can do all add up over time. They might not get you the results right away. And I know we live in a society where people want everything yesterday and Amazon Prime is a prime example of that. If something comes a day or two to deliver to your door, it's like, well, I can get it tomorrow on Amazon. Unfortunately, compositional changes and physical results aren't like that. So make, maybe assessing what approach you want to take and almost evaluating your expectations and sort of writing down. So if I'm in this much of a deficit, this is what I expect to lose each week and how long that'll take me to reach my potential target range, then that is something that may be worth investigating for you as well. Something to discuss would be dieting around Christmas and whether people should or shouldn't and as always well most of the time the answer is it depends it can be helpful for some people especially if you've got health issues and weight loss will support you in improving your health which some people it may um, but it depends on your goals and how you want to experience christmas if you want to start see it from a point of view of improving your health and i want to include these healthy habits and change up from the a potential uh, poorer 
version of Christmas that you might have had in the past where you may have overeaten, there's no exercise, things like that, and you want to change that, then fantastic. Then it might be worth having a conservative approach. If you have an impending deadline for a making weight for a competition or a photo shoot or something like that, then again, you may feel like you want to or that is necessary for you to die over Christmas. If you are just undertaking this now and you feel like it's a change, I'm not going to say don't, but I would say it can be quite hard, especially if you are in an environment where there's lots of food around and you are looking for a change, a lasting change during that period. It can be really hard to implement these changes and these habits. So being aware that actually, you know what, instead of like previous years you might have put on weight over Christmas and into the new year let's have a look at maintaining weight and that can be a goal for us that we're going to actually still enjoy Christmas it gives us a bit more flexibility with our food um, it allows us to enjoy the other aspects that food in, uh, offers as well such as a really good social occasion the taste textures and flavors and all those types of things especially at Christmas really flavors and food then that might be the best approach for you if you have any questions around you're not too sure what approach to take or anything like that then just drop me a message and I'm more than happy to chat through it. If you are looking to implement behaviours, a good thing to do is use approach versus avoidance goals. So what can you do more of? What can I include more of rather than going, I shouldn't be doing this, I'm going to do less of this. It's shown that actually you get better outcomes if you have approach goals, people approach it more positively. So if you are looking to improve your health, then maybe two or three things that you can do is like increase increase your physical activity. Maybe if you increase your steps or going out for a run, training, things like that, or even just stuff like yoga and stretching. Looking at the food aspects, increasing more vegetables, having more lean sources of protein, increasing your water intake rather than versus alcohol or um, calorie-full drinks and swapping them for sugar-free versions. And looking at things that we can do around sort of recovery, sleep, social aspects. So just to conclude what we've covered this episode, how to calculate your calories for maintaining your weight, how to calculate your calories if you want to lose weight or be in a calorie deficit, pros and cons of aggressive versus conservative diets and also looking at alternate days, intermittent fasting, all those types of things, and then dieting around Christmas and my thoughts. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I have got plenty more in the pipeline. Hopefully we'll have a few more uh, recorded this week. But please let me know how you're finding them. Any questions, any queries or any episodes that you really want me to record, just let me know. And I look forward to speaking to you soon.